This is Joanna DeCellis, editor of Club & Resort Chef. In this episode of Club & Resort Talks, we're chatting with certified master chef Lawrence McFadden, who is the general manager and chief operating officer of the Union Club here in Cleveland. Lawrence has been a regular contributor to our blog. He also spoke at the Chef to Chef conference last year in New Orleans. I like to talk with Lawrence because he has this innate passion for learning and sharing the knowledge he collects. He packages ideas and the things he's learned in ways that cause you to pause and think for a minute. It's always interesting, and I always walk away with a new viewpoint. Thanks for joining us today, Lawrence. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Joanne. Wonderful. So you recently took a class on the power of positive thinking. Can you tell us a little bit about why you decided to take that class? Yeah, I think as anybody who serves the public, the inability to accept criticism ranks high on our list of character defects, whether we uh, recognize them or not, is, is we really cook from the heart. We really want to take care of people. Mine was measured really low when I was working for a company like Ritz-Carlton and Talent Plus came in and measured my character uh, characteristics. And so, you know, how can we deal with explosive feelings and avoid creating unhappiness for ourselves? And, and, and learning uh, probably the best way to see criticism as a tool of growth. So now in the front of the house versus the kitchen, it was, it was timely. Why is it so difficult, do you think, to accept criticism? Probably the biggest problem with criticism, whether we're receiving it or giving it, is the problem with our personal ego. Um, we cook from the heart as chefs. We want to naturally make people happy. We gift our skills on a platform of cooking and creation to others for their enjoyment. Uh, Many see criticism as a personal review or self-assessment at the end of the year, job security and such. So their feelings are hurt simply. So let's talk a little more about this this self-analysis, this this Mm self-assessment. How do you conduct a self-analysis? How how could chefs conduct an honest self-analysis? Yeah, so... In the, in the words of the great Paul Prudhomme, uh, food is a very powerful emotion. So remember that you are touching an emotion when you cook for people. So there are going to be opinions, preferences. Um, every criticism implies a value judgment. And we must be using the same measuring stick. You know, a simple remark like, uh, you're late, only makes sense if you know what on time means. So I didn't care for something, Lawrence. The portion wasn't large enough. It was um, not to my liking. Those are difficult um, to self-assess because uh, it's a one person's opinion or a preference. So we need to look at it and say, are there any trends in that self-assessment? Were there several people said the coffee was cold? The menu is limited with options is probably something that chefs hear all the time. But was the number one complaint a couple of years ago, speed of service? So what does the club want to be known for? A Cheesecake Factory size menu or efficient and timely service? And those are difficult, those are difficult self-assessments. Now, to dovetail off of that, uh, when we first met, you had told me how you did this, this whole survey to gather data at the Union Club about to, to kind of put these these criticisms, if you will, or these, you know, the feedback you were getting from members, put it in perspective about whether it was the coffee is too cold or it was there was an actual problem to to address. Can you tell the audience a little bit about how that kind of ties into this? 
Yeah, so I mean, at the in the club world, um, one of the value propositions of a member's dues or membership is to have an opinion or a preference. They aren't necessarily criticisms, but they're simple observations of likes or dislikes. Um, how do you deal with that? Well, we measure those. We um, Every event that we have, we send out quickly by the next morning within 12 hours while it's still fresh in their heads. Did you like the experience? We can gather that so that when a group of people get together and maybe they are vegan centric or they are on a kick of some other sorts um, and they want you to start to maneuver the menus or your offerings, you can say, well, we do have trend, we do have data, we do have analysis that says that people are overwhelmingly happy with what we're offering. What would you like and how can I get that for you versus changing the entire menu? Um, and I think that those are key points in the club world because they still want to be listened to. So why would you say that criticism is useful? How do you, how do you then put that criticism into play? Yeah, so... I think that even the most introspective person can be blind to some of the truths about him or her or the products that they produce under their watch. So I think that they have to at least at the, at the same time say, okay, I, I will need criticism. Um, the great uh, Fortune 500 companies hire J.D. Powers or Gallup um, to evaluate their, their, their services and their offerings and their prices and so forth like that. But helpful criticism lets us see where our biases are, lack of information or lack of self-awareness could keep us blind. We could become um, over in the left too far versus the center or well, well over on the right based on presidency, based on board direction, because that changes on a regular basis. Um, we will never know all there is to know about ourselves or the club or our members, humans never do, but criticism helps us complete the cycle and, and allow all people to participate um, for the same cause. How often should someone self-assess? You know, it's, it's a great question, and I think that um, a person has to be really empathetic in their listening skills and say, okay, I've heard this reoccurring thing a few times. Was it a one-off? Did I hear it on a regular basis? As a professional, there's a proactive measure of, I think this is going to be a problem. Um, a perfect example is we only have 191 parking spots. We have a, we have a party that's, that was the other night for 480 people. Proactively move across, ask for a valet company to help us, and park cars on the other side, as opposed to telling the members, I'm sorry, the parking lot is full. Um, the fact of the matter is it's a good thing that the parking lot is full, except if you can't get in. So you have to really self-assess on a regular basis because business is spiking, seasons are changing, and people's preferences are changing. How, where do you delineate between self-assessment and criticism of your team or your club? You know, it's interesting. I always say we hire a professional. So when I hired a master chef, I hired a professional. And it's interesting what they recognize as being uh, complementary. 
a fruit cup, they can compare a strawberry to a strawberry. They can't necessarily compare a chocolate souffle to a chocolate souffle because they don't have them every day. Those are special experiences. They can relate to that was the best quiche I ever ate or that was the best French toast I ever ate. Some of the simpler things. Um, so if they criticize something like that, you have to look at it and say, okay, is there a balance? Were they relevant in the process? One of the questions I ask them sometimes when they ask me, they say, Lawrence, breakfast was slow. I'll ask them a simple question like, did you enjoy the person you were dining with? Was that your mother or was that a business colleague? Because if it's an adversary business colleague, breakfast will never come fast enough because they want to get up and away from that table. If you're with mom and you're in a resort setting or a country club setting, you can take all the time you want because you're with someone you love and adore and you want to stay there as long as possible. So almost slow service benefits you in some ways. So I really take a look at, we're a business club. I understand that the majority of the people are conducting business. They're not with their mother. They're not with their family. They're not with their beautiful spouse. So they want to move fast. And so speed has always been one of our key value propositions is serve fast, and then they can decide whether they want to linger at the table later on. How should criticism be framed when you're either doing it for yourself or offering it to someone who reports to you? How should, what's the best way to frame it so that it doesn't feel like an attack? You know, I think if you can take the majority of the eyes and the emotion out of it and actually frame it up in a question, you know, it was really interesting. We had a very, very successful, our holiday party last Wednesday is our most successful event. And there was a couple of comments that said the food is better than it was two years ago. Or do you hear the food was better two years ago? Which one do you hear? Or do you say it was better than it was two years ago, but what was wrong with last food two years ago? And those are the things that you have to be very careful about and say, listen, just take it as a compliment. Don't take it as, don't take it as a criticism. Just simply take it as a compliment. The food was better than it was two years ago. Great. How do we know that the offering was exactly the same? How do we know that their mindset was exactly the same? How do we know mentally and physically they were the same emotionally and so forth? So there's so much that goes into the framing of of the actual comment made about the services of the club um, that a chef or a general manager really has to take into account, okay, what was truly said and what was meant in that process? That can be difficult, trying to take those those criticisms at face value and not apply your own self-assessment to them almost. It is. I mean, exactly the parking scenario. We ran out of parking spaces. For me, that's a compliment. The club is busy. For a member who's not wanting a busy club or simply wanted their car parked, or how do I know they didn't sit on Euclid or 71 or 77 in traffic, and this was just one more roadblock? How do we know they even wanted to come to the event? How do we know that they didn't want to go home? How do we know that they weren't sick? So, And their comment was, Lawrence, because we are probably one of the few that actually listen to them because we are engaged in them as a member. Um, but it is very difficult, Joanne. You have to take it in the split second that it's said, and you have to say, okay, how am I going to react to this? Are they making a statement? Do they require a request back? Or simply, are they just looking for an empathetic ear? 
many times people are just wanting, just want you to listen. You've obviously learned a lot at this, this with this power of positive thinking and, and how to evolve as a leader. So how would you say that you've taken this knowledge and applied it at, at the Union Club? Criticism is a tool for determining value, and it is a standard for judging, and we can use to improve performance. Athletes use it all the time. Criticism. Authors use it with critics in the process. So we have to take the criticism at face value, determine that it does have value, um, and say, okay, uh, my membership expects that we improve. That is the leader of the organization to continue to self-improve, self-develop, and assess the team in the club's direction. So they would expect me to go to classes about um, growth and wellness of my understanding of their needs. Um, you know, perhaps um, the only problem or concern would be if you determine that the member of criticism is a diminishment of value or your values. And, and in most cases, thank goodness, with members who have decided to monetarily join an organization, they truly want your best in mind. They truly want the club to improve. They want you to improve in the process. Um, can I create more parking spaces? Of course I can't within the event. But can I create a relationship with another valet company? Of course. And that's what they want to hear in most cases is, Lawrence, we know you ran out of parking places. We know the club's crazy in December. But did you anticipate the needs and did you do something about it? They're still not going to be happy that their car was taken off property, but at least they know you anticipated. Why would you say this this new knowledge is important for your own personal growth? Well, as a chef, um, for many, many years, my customer was simply an internal guest. It was um, the director of food and beverage. It was the general manager. might have been the clubhouse manager. Um, it was certainly captains and other other chefs. In, in the So I didn't have to really worry about how I responded to negativity at that point because they knew me. They valued me. They enjoyed me. We were friends, just like a family. So if somebody gets upset, you just say, well, that's Uncle Joe, and that's how Uncle Joe is, but I love him. And that's how the chef is. When you move to the front of the house, now you have a complete different dynam dy dynamics of personalities, people. They don't know you. They don't have only heard of you. So part of my mission statement is to be a lifetime learner. One of the reasons I moved to the front of the house was to get better at my management skills, at my communication skills. So I would expect myself to continue this growth, and the members would expect it from their general manager in the sense, and now I can share that with our staff, and maybe somebody can help our chef with his response to negativity long before he ever decides he wants to go to the front of the house, if in fact he has a challenge. Ours is very humble, and he's, he's incredible with his response, um, so he doesn't, but I in fact had those challenges, and I had to learn them in front of the customer versus in front of some of the, my peers. So what's next? Where will you go from here with this new knowledge base? Yeah, so I mean, I think that, you know, criticism is still painful, of course. Growth 
it always is. Um, it's humbling to have our defeats or shortcomings pointed out to us. Um, we prefer compliments versus blame. But all genuine criticism tells us that we are still God's children. We have value and worth. It is clear um, that you know we look at it, our members truly value and appreciate the teams and only want the club to improve in their eyes. Um, we need never fear criticism. In fact, be grateful for the gift. When a member tells me, Lawrence, uh, you let me down uh, after it has broken my heart, um, then I, I think back that when I work for Ritz-Carlton and when I work for some of the other brands, we paid companies to get that information. This person is sharing it to me for free, and they're telling me, listen, you let me down. Most of them never want monetary. They just want recognition um, that um, you touch them, you recognize their needs weren't met or they were met. We're talking about criticism here um, balanced with the fact that there is incredible amount of confidence and compliments that come that way as well. Unfortunately, most of us in the world's media or social media and we're hardwired to listen to, at times, probably the negative versus the positive, or we remember it longer. The sting stays a little longer in the process. So we have to look at it and say that we should never fear it. It's very hard to practice. I say that. It sounds like a leadership guru. It's very difficult to practice every single day because it hurts your feelings at the end of the day. Um, and with 1,260 members, I have potentially 1,200, 1,260 opinions or criticisms at one point, and they come back to see you on a regular basis. So you have to learn these things. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you sharing your new knowledge, and we will continue to follow you on the blog that you've been contributing at clubandresortchef.com. Well, thanks, and thanks for all the support from your organization and from you personally. Um, we really appreciate getting the message out about the Union Club. For more podcasts, check out our site, www.clubandresortchef.com.